welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm Emily and I'm here with Mother. <laughs> um, thank you, Father God. I'm so excited to do this with you because I, I honestly think there's no better two people on earth to cover this cult than us. <laughs> no, everything about this, I was like, it was almost too much and too close to many realities I've lived. And that's why I can laugh at it because I'm laughing at myself. And I was like, also, as I was watching, I was like, Sam's going to roast me. She's going to roast the shit out of me. No, I'm going to roast myself. Oh my God. The amount of times I've Googled late at night. Is, will colloidal silver like heal my depression? <laughs> oh, we we have a bottle. We're going to get into it because there's much to say. But I just first, I just need to say that I, I need to work on myself to understand why I've been depriving myself the joy of watching Real Housewives of Potomac. I, I know it's so good. The fact that there's a plot line about whether someone has hexed someone or not and they're fighting over (laughs) it. I'm like, this is my true ascension right here. This is everything that brings me. Oh, you're even loving. Sorry, you're even loving this season. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, this. I just if if anyone is like not watched like a lot uh, in the past, like if if I I have not watched the last couple of seasons and I've just dove in. Mm -hmm. I'm caught up. Mentally, I, I caught myself up. It's like I've seen all I need to see. There's, yeah, I, I haven't, I've seen like seasons maybe four, five, six, something like that. I need to go back and really like just enter a bath of like old lore from when it was a show about uh, manners, upper class society, how to be in Potomac and like be a lady and then Giselle with her wig with those bangs. <laughs> now, no, now it's about has someone created an evil shrine and hex someone or not, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, no, I mean, the- I- I'm caught up. Like, I'm catching up slowly because it's like the more it's like the more depressed you get, the more you're like able to motivate yourself to catch up on all of your your stories. <laughs> yes. And that's what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we get more like wallowing and like rock bottom depression, like we're both catching up on our shows, like, and we've never been more hilarious. So, like, <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> there's there's so much good reality shows on right now. So many. Yeah, we're in a golden it's... golden age of television. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, enough enough of that. <laughs> um, let's talk about this this was first brought to me by this was a listener suggestion who was like hey are you watching this and I was like no but I need to yesterday love has won the church of mother god who okay we're just gonna take it from the top because there's much to unpack so it's in three episodes through HBO it just came out and we start off with episode one where people are confused there's police um we hear cult members saying we had no idea mother would do this we thought she would come back into her body and we're looking at a room where i can really smell the room through the screen i really Mm -hmm. smelt nog champa like essential oils Mm-hmm. I'll get a little bit of vinegar because that's clear that that's all it's ever been used to clean. Like, well, and the smell of a rotting corpse, of course, we can't forget. But the I feel aroma. like, 
I feel like the smell, the heavy smoke and incense and like all the other things would kind of like all just blend together. Like, yeah, it's like in any other house, I think that would really stand out. And I couldn't tell if it was all just Christmas lights and ornaments and stuff hanging from the ceiling or if there was also like air fresheners and things. I know there was a lot of candles burning. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Seven, but there's a really, really scary scene where they go into an apartment that has a dead body and there's just like hundreds of those little like air freshener trees hanging. And it's like just so unnerving. And so we're getting we're getting that vibe here. We're entering the room. We hear the kids are playing and uh, mother is is at rest. She's resting. And and then, you know, someone comes up to a blanket covered in twinkly lights and just pulls yeah. back the covers. And it's a mummified woman's body found in a Colorado home. We just get a peek of a blue mummy. Yeah, <laughs> we get a peek. Sh- shiny blue mummy's face. <laughs> I mean, even just the way that they were saying mother, like the only time where I've heard an adult refer to a woman who's not like their birth mom as mother was like is like mike pence like i think that's what he calls his wife well of course yeah and i mean like rupaul well and and drag yeah (laughs) drag queens but i'm saying like i'm leaving them out of this mess yeah yeah i did have laganja strontas like voice in my head because they kept like yes god mama like they're just i know i know i couldn't stop singing call me mother me too oh my god me too i was gonna try to not not bring that into this but i also the the meme the meme needs to be made like it needs to be said i feel like we're one season away from a drag queen doing like a mother god runway you know i would and it was almost like when they call her mother like it's so creepy it's so like buster bluth you know psycho um mother in the chair like but then it was almost more disturbing to me when they would call her mom like especially post-mortem just be like anyway and then we went and we wrapped up mom and we like <laughs> i know but almost like anything but that like maybe like a british mummy like any- whatever just yeah all of it was very un- very unnerving um but we hear first from briefly from mary this woman mary who is a reporter who's covering this story and she said, look, I'm not a full hippie. I'm a redneck hippie, but I do believe that there are places on earth where the veil is thin. I've, I've been to so many hippie places where everyone loves saying that like their community is on a crystal bed. But I think it's actually true about some places like, I mean, Nelson, BC, near where we have been. <laughs> and like, also, they love saying that it's on a crystal bed. They love bed. saying That's- that there. And Sedona, Arizona, I mean, there's lots of vibey spots. Vibey spots, but is that, like, the collection of dreaded white people who are sharing their Facebook knowledge? Or there's something to, like, certain places that people are drawn to from all over the globe, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this as someone who also believes in astrocartography and, like, I'm not... (laughs) I yeah. It is me, I am this, and also I am laughing at it. But, like, and I've been in many places where I feel like it's sacred, like, beautiful places in nature, but... But there's places that feel trippy. Like, you feel almost like you're tripping out when you get there because it's, like, beyond beautiful and otherworldly. And then there's places like Toronto, Ontario, where there's just no vibes. (laughs) The, The vibrations are... Yeah, maybe the veil... The veil is 
nice and nice and thick. We'll it's say. sturdy. Yeah. Yes. Sturdy. Yes. Um, but we we have the cop saying that they found remains of a woman wrapped in twinkle lights and they say what happened to mother's body and this is something where i i do love the structure of a documentary where they present what happened at at the end and then trace it back from the beginning so that's what we'll be doing um but they're interviewing all these cult members and what's so interesting is that we know from the start that mothers is, is has ascended but all of these cult members are still believers. And you can see in the eyes immediately as they're interviewing people who is still a believer because they're glazed over. Yeah. And the other ones who have left and are no longer believing, they look just embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, just from the little where are they now at the end is so interesting. Like, I, I, it kind of seems like everybody ends up okay. Like, just kind of recovers from this cult pretty well. Like, this was an interesting cult compared to the other ones that we've covered it's i think this is this is one of the craziest documentaries i've ever seen if not the the wildest but at the same time if no one had died in this i'm i'm imagining there's probably hundreds of communities like this all over north america that we just don't know about because oh yeah because they're touching on things that are huge like QAnon and other conspiracy theory communities and they're very much like two overlapping circles that are yeah virtually the same being visited by the spirit of robin williams and donald trump the collage i mean listen there's so many iconic moments in this and let's just take it let's take it day by day (laughs) so now we we jump to three weeks after the discovery of the body and people are screaming and crying together and just, just kind of wailing and, and mourning and trying to put the pieces together. Um, and they say that God is really this random woman named Amy. It did mm-hmm. remind me of the Twin Flames documentary where they're like, Jesus is this random guy with a goatee named Jeff. Right. Yeah. And we're in Crestone, Colorado. We're in a sort of trailer community or maybe just like diy built i don't know um looks like a very like when i drove through to palm springs there was all these like weird little communities in the desert that were kind of like mm-hmm. you know burning man anarchist anyway it's that's kind of the vibe but it looks beautiful there there's stunning clouds mountains oh yeah tumbleweeds like absolutely yeah and it's vibey yeah very much so and the cult members they said that they would write down everything that Amy did and said. They said it was recording history just like the apostles recording the Bible. And they hold up a photo of Mother God's guides, which includes Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, Trump, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Steve Irwin. Or I don't yeah, think- and she Was Trump on there or did they just bring him up? Trump was on there and she gives like a little like rundown this like young cult member of how it all relates to mother and how those are all her spirit guides she's like elvis is her son john lennon is ashram command of the main starship robin williams is the main ambassador like that's who mostly like speaks through her and gives her most of her messages and trump too he's he's on earth but he's still on the team the astral team trump was the only one who wasn't dead in the guides um but yeah robin williams spirit is the main guy he's the main advisor spiritually 
Um, but before yeah. they, they show them like vaping weed and watching Mrs. Doubtfire and just all warmly smiling. And I was like, it was too close to home, too close to <laughs> home. When there is how it starts. <laughs> At one point, when they were like, someone was talking about the call, they were like, yeah, like, or I think they were talking about Mother God. They're like, yeah, she got really lazy and she was just sitting around smoking weed and watching TV. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like in in another universe like this this could have been us i know (laughs) i know we yeah i know but we are still we're called adjacent we have been but maybe not now but i don't know because when people are in a cult like they don't usually think that they're in a cult well, when they all showed like their bedrooms all having twinkle lights and tapestries and stuff, I was like, wow, literally flashback to 2014. That was exactly my room. Um, they, But then they have this like, you know what their aesthetic kind of looks like is the back of uh, Dr. Bronner's bottle. Like, yes. The label. <laughs> like there's lots of stickers everywhere that say they have like a smiling picture of Amy and it's like, God is a woman. She is on earth and she is the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. They have all this merch that they hand out, and I'm like, this is so cute. <laughs> but Twinkle Lights does not a cult make. Like it, it's not. No, they're like the the curly haired girl. Um, I'll look up her name in a minute, but she is such a believer still, and she's like, the thing is, it's easy for people to like judge us for like having this mummy or whatever in the house, but like she's like, the thing is, the body didn't get cold. The body stayed able to be manipulated. <laughs> Her, her joints were soft i'm like oh my god because you were wrapping her in blankets and zapping her with your little emf meter wave and you were constantly massaging her i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know undetermined they just have lost touch with reality like to such a degree but then we also see every step that led there like starting with like ascendedconsciousness.net like message boards i know the reddit for 5g as much as I like to think I have it relatively figured out, I think it would be a great cosmic joke if I, when I do pass away, that it's like, I get the answer and it's like, actually, these people were right. Like, the Catholics mm-hmm. were right, or the Harry Krishnas were right, or the Mother God cult. I don't know. We don't know. We can't mm-hmm. confirm this. But at this point, these people are very certain still that this mummified corpse is mother god and they're waiting for her to be taken away by the galactics which is or her soul come down from the astral plane and just re-enter her body and Mm -hmm. just be like back in the mummy and just talking to everybody but so yeah we're you know the cops are rounding up the people in the house with the body and (laughs) you hear one of the guys being like so do you know kind of like what's up have you like talked to everybody in the cops like yeah i i talked to one of your other people okay i'm aware of the fifth dimension and the portal so we don't have to go through that again i just want to remind you we are in jail right now <laughs> you are in custody he's like, he's like i don't know what these people are, are on i don't know where they think they are <laughs> but maybe also as a as a cop in this area maybe it wasn't the first time he's been lectured about the fifth dimension yeah, they were all like of all the communities that they entered, Crestone l- let them alone for a long while. Um, they were kind of allowed to just be 
be themselves there. And so I'm sure the townspeople got to know. But, but anytime, like there's certain signifiers where these communities are, are everywhere. Like even <laughs> the last time I was in Mexico, we were in a little hippie beach town. We walked by this restaurant that was like, Gaia, it was Gaia's 50 consciousness restaurant. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And I was like trying to explain like to Oliver that these are hippies. He's like, well, what does 5D mean? I'm like, well, they think that we are the third 3D and they are 5D because they're above above and below our realm. They're all around and we're just in the concrete physical world. And he was just like, like kind of like, I wish I didn't ever have to hear about this. I wish I didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I know the whole concept of 5D, it's it's funny to hear hear their takes on it and when she's like god south florida is so 3d (laughs) funny like it's so easy to become this person i know (laughs) i know and yeah the also too the one who we said was really inducted she made the point that she was like everyone says we're a cult but you could just as easily say that to the apostles at the time when they were recording the teachings of jesus and all that is is a little more established. And I was like, oh, she's not she's wrong. She's making some points. She's not wrong, but that's why we're so interested in cults is because where the line between what it is religion and, and cults what is, is religion very blurry. Yeah. But mm-hmm. before all of this, we learn that Amy, which is a woman working at McDonald's, got getting into- managing a McDonald's at oh, a young sorry, age. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Put some respect on Mother God's yes. name. She was managing a McDonald's, got into Facebook spirituality, and dating this crusty old hippie dude with a nicotine-stained beard. Um, we're also hearing this from Linda, her her mother, actual mother. We hear from yeah. her whole family throughout the, the documentary, which was very interesting and sobering. But Amy and her her first father because he quickly became father they banded together and she's a hustler girl boss entrepreneur because they quickly make a they call it the galactic free press they would share channeled messages um for money and she she said this is at the start of the she would say this is father and mother god and the earth allies and we declare peace on earth equal heart I know and I'm like I wish we could declare peace on earth like you know the intention is is there it's so sweet yeah it's also hippie word salad I love though when they said that father god was like the prince philip to queen elizabeth he had no power it's like okay yeah he was literally her stepping stone like she's like I need just a man that has a house that's not the man I'm in a house with I will dip over there you know yeah. get a new boyfriend and he'll get me a laptop and i will start my blog empire and she that's all wrong. you need is an internet connection to get your business yeah. up and running mm-hmm. um yeah it's then we hear like more words out of just it's like yin yang conscious co-creation evolving past the 3d um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at one point she went it's all happening and i was like <laughs> sheena <laughs> shay I was like, it is all happening yeah but then then she tried ecstasy yeah she's 
she's back when she's managing the McDonald's, actually, she tried ecstasy and she said within 20 minutes, she was like, whoa, this is the reality. I feel nothing but waves of love. This is what it is. Who stole this truth from me? I need to return to this state. And wouldn't be the first one to feel that way. Literally. And then she, you know, met her man on the Ascension website, started the um, girl boss empire. And then when she meets a younger, hotter father, God, Andrew. Right. And he said that Amy said to him, when you're ready to make love to me, let me know. How she had she had so many lines with these guys. Her number one like killer line that worked every time was she would look at them for a minute smiling and then go, you're brilliant. (laughs) It worked every time. Every single one. There was like six dudes interviewed where they were like, and then she looked at me and she said, you know what? You're brilliant. You have a light within you. And no one had ever said something like that to me. And I just I knew she got me and like I just wanted to be her man. It's crazy that no one said that ever before to these musty, dusty, crusty (laughs) men. I know. (laughs) And they were just waiting to hear about the truth. No, she's she's like, she's a powerhouse. She's a dom. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did respect her game in that sense. Uh, But then, yeah, Andrew, this was when it was Andrew who described her. He described her as hypersexual and lazy. Um, (laughs) Quite the image that 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 brings to my mind i was like at this point i'm like just shocked she didn't have also dreads under the school <laughs> like it, it in my mind once he said that it, like mentally i filled in the 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 white dreads <laughs> i um, mean it's it's nice that she didn't have them though um but uh, yeah then it just makes it makes it more of a dark mirror for me because i'm like she literally beat me when they were like yeah she just like lied around in bed all day online shopping for like beautiful jewelry and crowns for herself and beautiful gowns and like she would just like drink in the evenings and then fuck like all these guys <laughs> like, i was this, like damn is this play she, about us like she's but she's also slaying kind of <laughs> well yeah that's the thing that's the thing at the start they were like you can book ascension sessions at mother god with seven ones like one 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 at gmail.com <laughs> And then thanks for including the email. I had to. I had such to. an important detail. <laughs> Mother God, one 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 at gmail.com. <laughs> and but in between that, yeah, in between raking in the dough, she would be mad online shopping on Amazon. I love that they specified Amazon, not something <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, she um sounds like she I, had Amazon Prime. I don't know, free shipping. Like she yeah. knew when to get a steal of a deal. Yeah, she was very adorned. And they when they had little home videos of like her with her, her assorted father gods just like filming the clouds and being like, oh my gosh, look at this, more spaceships, more earth ships ready to decloak. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, do those not look like spaceships? Those big oval shaped clouds in this like rainbow, gorgeous Colorado sky. I was like, you're stoned to the bone just looking yeah. at them and... So like, in unity with all with all your father gods laying the grass yeah uh yeah you would see the same thing and people would say that she would like rip bongs from literally the moment she opened her eyes to the moment she went to sleep i know there were so many visceral images from my past <laughs> i like, know like then they are saying like bong rips or like they're saying bong rips and, like drinking there these are the tools of joy if you use them in a conscious way 
yeah, that's the thing is like, you just have to have a different intention, a different level of consciousness. And it's not the same as being an alcoholic. Like no. when we do it, it's like, cool. You guys wouldn't get it. They were saying she used alcohol to channel Robin Williams' dead spirit. What do you mortals not get about that? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you want to be literally channeling Robin Williams, the funniest guy ever into your spirit? blazed out of your mind and your like sex palace with all your servants yeah i love you the servants loved her so much like the girls would just be like i would clean the house all day i would just focus on cleaning and then i started rubbing her feet and then i started giving her massages then i started doing her energy work and her facial you know like (laughs) because they said she was getting overwhelmed by all the energy because she's taking in all the energy from everyone around her but also all of consciousness and transmuting it into healing vibrations so that's a lot for her so they got to clean massage her feet do whatever she needs but mm-hmm. during this time the only sobering voice she had in her head this was the last time she had someone who was feet planted on the ground was andrew one of her boy toys who got her to admit that maybe she's not mother god but then this guy mm-hmm. michael who handled the finances would be like uh of course your mother god don't listen to that moron yeah and then she would be brought back but she she would kind of well at the end okay this whole structure of this documentary is very much giving puzzle film like there's huge pieces missing that you don't learn till the end you started the end then back to the beginning then back to the end then you find out she was married with kids this whole time like there's all these twists and turns but some of the craziest stuff was what michael archangel michael slash miguel did to the cult in the end like this original gaslighter who was there being like you are mother god baby what are you talking about don't let like that guy get in your ear like you are her and yeah and he ends up spoiler alert yeah no okay that thought no we got hold that thought we're gonna get to that but at this point they're live streaming also so there's a lot of fodder for this documentary all day they're streaming all day every day she said she wanted to get people in comfortable in front of the camera i was like also just a lot of it was just very i was just very impressed with her entrepreneurial spirit someone (laughs) who's really trying to get my yeah i've got to respect her on that (laughs) together with my own hustle i was like oh god what do i need to be channeling but they said they were they had all these like uh very vague hard to pin down beliefs about how like QAnon people had really were just people that were surrendered to mother but didn't even know it yet trump supporters were surrendered to mother but didn't know it yet um yeah they were very much of the belief that like trump was sent as some sort of angel to like clean up this filthy world and like arrest everyone who was like an evildoer yeah Um, and and they're starting to sell this they're still they're selling merch it's a mix of homemade tinctures um, made on their dirty table with uh, a kind of a combo of, like drop shipped <laughs> crystals and knickknacks mm-hmm. spiritual knickknacks but then this is the end of episode one we start to see a glimpse of the last father god to ever exist it's a tanned man with an ankle bracelet who is potentially the reason for her demise so in episode two we meet jason who is the father god and before that he had been running a blockbuster in las vegas as one does and this is he's clearly the bad guy they're all scared of him all the cult members that they're interviewing and Mm -hmm. they 
uh, he well, he heard one of her transmitted live streams, abandoned his blockbuster, hopped on over, and yeah, she was the one of the men that she charmed him. And they said as soon as he became father, he went crazy. Some some men just can't handle becoming the father god of a hippie cult without it going to their head. I know it's such a shame. Like when they when he first sits down, they're like, "Okay, who are you?" And he's like, "Well." I'm father of all creation. Yeah. <laughs> like we also see his ankle monitoring bracelets. As soon as they said, I know, as soon as they said, what's your name? And he took a deep breath and like thought for a few seconds. I was like, oh no. And, <laughs> and it quickly goes downhill. Like he shows up. He's clearly a, a bad character and very quickly is taking up a lot of space in their little convent house. He's Doing things like eating six raw eggs in the morning, blasting metal music. And there's, at this point, people were there with their kids, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And doing meth, um, which that's, I guess, where they drew the line. They didn't like the meth. And the screaming, constant screaming and fighting and like smashing stuff. Yeah, um, I think those, yeah, kind of tied together, but... Yeah, definitely. And the heavy metal is a part of that, too. I could not get over if someone was like blasting their heavy metal all day during the day while their toddlers running around. I would want to murder that person. <laughs> oh, no, no toddlers involved. I, w- I was thinking, like, how much would I need to be paid to stay in this house? Like, how long could I be challenged to stay in a house with some guy yeah. yelling and blasting metal? But of course, they always maintain like their love for him. Like, that's another like toxic hippie thing is like well like he's part of our roommate community and like even though he does nothing but like abuse everyone like we've got to love him as one of our own and keep him and yes because they're but, saying if you if if you love something that feels low vibrational to you that's the highest vibration exactly that that'll make you like an angel a saint if you can love someone who's like horrible but they all say he's like the lowest of masculine energy and just because he's the lowest being like our love is transformational. Like if we can love him enough, we'll change him and we'll ascend more. And that said, the meth got a little out of control. And rather than kicking him out, they're like, okay, we got to get mother out of here. Um, And actually we're all going to move. I don't know when, like, did they just leave him in this empty house? I was like, also, are they renting month to month? I wanted to know a bit about the logistics. I kept just picking up and moving out of these big houses. And I was like, where? Well, yeah, at this point they're at a cabin in Mount Shasta, which I mean, they go from Mount Shasta to Southern Oregon to Hawaii to Colorado. And I'm like, damn, you guys are picking some pretty lit places to live. Like, gorgeous. They're making hundreds of thousands of dollars from their business. (laughs) They were selling DIY colloidal silver, body butters, supplements, hoodies, and letters from Robin Williams. (laughs) I've sold some of those things in the past. I know. Mostly just homemade body butter. Which... Like when they would show like their little body butters on the table. I'm like, oh, looks just like Emily's place. I know. My body butters were good, though. I, I were... They're amazing. They're the yeah. best of the best. I should get back to that sometime. <laughs> um, but they move and they're like, okay, Jason, Father God, is dragging us down. But if he really is Father God, he will be able to find us. So they leave. They camp for six weeks in Oregon. But Jason finds them in a matter of 24 days, probably because they're live streaming 24-7. Mm-hmm. In their notes, they wrote, Father chose love over meth. And he proposes. 
yeah like when he shows up they all greet him like literally god like you know like the prodigal son and so he's because they were like if he finds us it's meant to be but it's like yeah you guys are fucking live streaming you guys are stoned as fuck live streaming all your locations hey we're anyone could find you no one's wanting to find you it's just this guy they buy a house in the area after he proposes and she accepts this is when he really cements his place as, as father god um but they buy a house and they burn it down because they're burning sage around the property these oh i know like the the most like twisted up mentally person i think her name was Erin, the mom who brought her two little toddlers there and like was just clearly so unwell and like she's like you know a mother god or whatever astral people spoke to me and told me to clean the house with some sage and unfortunately we'd been warned many times that it was brush fire season and it's a strict fire ban and i accidentally started a brush fire that consumed our house completely in flames and they have to boat away this was one of the most stressed out times i i was just absolutely rattled i think anyone who's lived in a fire zone knows just it's so scary when you live in an area like that where even like one spark from one cigarette can start a forest fire. So everyone's so careful. These people are, yeah, stoned out of their brain, saging. They're smoking constantly. They're being told by townspeople, you cannot smoke here. Like it is a fire ban and cigarettes start these fires all the time. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, like we will. They're like, we, this is why we don't talk to low vibrational people. Okay. Because you guys get it. Um, and then when Aaron says, I had to tell her, mom, it was me. And she said, I know, bitch, the angels told me. Ah! She's always cackling. They have her in the background, just like scream cackling. I know. Ah! Like, it's like the evil, <laughs> yes. evil w- wicked witch of the West laughter. <laughs> but they moved to a new house and they're writing down everything, every little thing she does and says, which it, it includes like, mother god sneezed six times today um she's channeling the oracle of robin williams and like she's teaching followers how to do it and they said she's eating simple foods but they were listing them off they're like shrimp cocktail um <laughs> oysters dips Velveeta grilled cheese i was like i don't know if this is so much simple as like when you're stoned and you're craving like weird things that don't really go together <laughs> We heard her request chicken parmesan, quesadillas. I'm like, is that simple? Like, I don't, I mean. <laughs> she was living in her own, like, personal Applebee's 24-7. Yeah, when she's screaming at them for for chicken parm. My fucking chicken parm. I was like, <laughs> my vision was chicken parm. How the fuck did you make me meatballs? <laughs> like me on my period every month. <laughs> I know. She's like, and I do love meatballs, but I told you chicken parm. <laughs> like the same. Like when you're really craving something, like I get it. I get it. But they had said that, like, they're saying, like, oh, it looks like she's napping, but really she's channeling. Right. But then, but then Amy kind of slips in that the. Uh, less you weigh, the closer you are to God. And so her mm-hmm. and everyone else starts losing a bunch of weight because they're not really eating. One guy loses 100 pounds and they're like live streaming and they're like, so right now we're just transitioning out of needing sleep and food. And you know, it's not always easy, but in the end, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Uh, but this is also where we hear from her family, her actual family. 
and they said that she had an eating disorder growing up so not shocked that she would be receiving these channeled messages but the family members because at this point they've all all the cult members have cut off their what they call their earth families their real families and these family members are just concerned they can't reach them and they're desperate and they start a love has one exposed group on facebook just to try to gather information um and it feels like this is where things start to take a a real downward turn um i I wrote this down one of the cult members (laughs) saying i've taken mother's joy by making her the worst quesadilla in all of creation (laughs) then you just hear her screaming fuck you out of the So when she le- like reams them is <laughs> they just look so sad she's like fuck all you fucking whores can't make a goddamn quesadilla for your mother <laughs> yeah um yeah but they're but th- they defend her and a oh, yeah. guy says in her defense like look she uses alcohol to let certain energies through but i've seen robin williams come through when she was on alcohol so you know that's a fact <laughs> well and they're saying she is kind but when she takes on other spirits that some of those other spirits are mean and that's when she's mean and she can't help it because she's trying to she needs to channel them to transform all the pain and healing and suffering in the world or pain and yeah pain and suffering um but at this point we hear from jason father god who with the teary eyes, he says that he killed her energetically. Um, and I'm sure he's right. Well, she was also an alcoholic. Like, they're all referencing throughout the documentary that she is drinking a, a shocking amount throughout. To the point where some of the cult members are like, I've never seen a, a human be able to ingest this much alcohol and like be okay um, yeah, but there's a difference between having like the techie boyfriend who is like you're not God, and having a boyfriend who's a meth head, you know, who has charges of child abuse and this stuff against him, and he's just out of fucking control. Oh yeah, he's enabling. Oh, for sure, he's playing a part in like enabling her. But like he, there's some responsibility on, on her. Yeah, there is, but she wouldn't be dead if it wasn't for this cult and that guy. Truly, I think. Yeah. Like, or. And probably even just without the guy. Who knows? Because ultimately her cause of death was liver failure and anorexia. And those are things. And poisoning from the silver. And the the colloidal (laughs) silver. And like the the cult was pumping colloidal silver into her when she could barely move towards the end. But and they refused to take her to a hospital. I'm just saying that with someone with this type of brain chemistry, you could find your way into that lifestyle without a cult enabling it. Although she was surrounded by people enabling. Yeah. I, it's just like it was like a firestorm or whatever of of things. She gets boils all over her body. Her legs stop working. She has to get carried everywhere. She's emaciated. And like right at near the end of her life, She's like, you know, I'm not God. I made all this up and I brought everyone down with me. And like, I fucked up. And she like asked her mom to come visit. And her mom's like, no, your life scares me. 
Um, she asks at times to go to the quote 3D hospital and her followers say, no, that's not you speaking. Mom would never go to a 3D hospital. And one of her followers is like, I would never set foot in a 3D hospital. That's a death sentence right there. <laughs> the irony. I was like, I know. Listen to yourself here. Listen to yourself. Uh, I know. But they have her walking the beaches of Hawaii blue as a Muppet. Well, let's <laughs> let's we're going to get to Hawaii in just a moment, but we actually have to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And the cult is back in action, springing to action because something of there's something about like the prophecy. Basically, they think that she is quote ascending, which means she's dying, which she is at this point, essentially of liver failure and starvation. And she's turning blue from the colloidal silver. Like literally, it is a rough watch. Like it's very shocking. Mm-hmm. Um to see her like that yeah. and in the notebook they have written down that hawaii is part of following the evac protocols to ascension like they're like basically something about the oceans and the mountains they need to get her to hawaii but as soon as they landed that's when all hell breaks loose and that's where we hear for the first time from her children her real non-cult biological children and they're doing tiktok story times about their mother being part of a cult which was very shocking to see and it's kind of like all all kids that i've met like grown-up kids of these types of people all tend to appear very normal on the surface like just mm-hmm. don't dress in a very eccentric way just you know kind of look just like someone you wouldn't look twice yeah. at on the street like, i guess the the pendulum like swings yeah right like if your mom is like so fringe like you know how is basically in psychosis and living this lifestyle based all around this idea that she's god you're gonna try to be like pretty normal straight and narrow like boring life like i just want to like yeah not be my mom of course of course so at this point it's july 2020 in hawaii and Mother is actually healing, but her engagement is down, and she's upset about this. <laughs> she starts live streaming every morning, and she's like, "I only got seven people. What the hell? Why does everyone hate me?" Uh, all I'm I do like, is <laughs> again. I was like, "God, I relate to this." <laughs> you know, she's just a relatable millennial woman. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yes, she she is. She speaks to the millennial cringe that lives within me. Um. <laughs> But then the ultimate vulture sweeps in, the angel of death, Dr. Phil. Oh, When I saw that mustached face appear, if anyone is new here and wants to know why we hate him, listen to our Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Dr. Drew trifecta of of the apocalypse episode because he's, uh, although whatever, you don't even need to listen to a deep dive to know why, know that he's the the worst. Um, But Mother... Um, hears from him and she sets her ambitions high. She's like, oh, I really thought it would be Oprah reaching out to me, but okay, like, I'll take Dr. Phil. Like, that's fine. Yeah, she's like, I love Dr. Phil, um, which is sad knowing that he's just preying on her family and eating their souls. I know. I know. And, and so sad, too, because he brought 
her real family in who were just hoping that Dr. Phil would help heal her. Of course he didn't. He just exploited her like he does with everyone. They thought like, surely if he is the point of the show is to like, try to like connect with my mother through her delusions and like, hopefully like lead to some healing. And they're like, we really thought that the show would offer her some kind of help or some kind of something but they never did they never offered us anything they just had her on there and asked like you know rude humiliating questions to to her and her family and then was just like see ya yeah true uh but it's at this point that she says that she is pele the hawaiian goddess and this is this is shockingly the first foray into cultural appropriation that we see in this documentary uh considering this cast of characters but Hawaiians do not need one more white lady claiming ownership over their culture. They get very mad and they start protesting outside of their house, being like, we don't want you here. And mm-hmm. shouting with loudspeakers, being like, why did you abandon your family and like get, you know, get out? Yeah. And- oh, they called her the fuck out. They were like, you are a false mother. You abandoned your own children. Go be a mother to them. Stop falsely claiming your mother and God and Pele. Like, you're not the whole community banded together and expelled them yeah they did and this is where things get a little desperate well things have already been desperate but they <laughs> they they do a GoFundMe for they say gaia essentials to care for mother with a goal of one 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 like hundred thousand hundred eleven thousand hundred eleven dollars with the goal uh but they still have some followers at this point who are donating to the cause but we uh, she lives a lot longer than i thought she would at this point we make it to april 2021 and robin williams spirit tells mother that they have to move to oregon so they do yeah they said i heard robin and he said we're gonna need a bigger boat (laughs) i love when they call him robin (laughs) i know i know i was just like god (laughs) leave this leave this angel of a man out of this Mm -hmm. um but then she passes away um and they're leaving her they're leaving her where she is but she dies in a hotel room back in the continental u.s but the police yeah they weren't too clear about this how she got there but at this point, police wanted to come in. They pro- they got a call, a wellness check. They tried to come in, um, but the cult members didn't allow it. And I guess the police didn't have enough grounds to enter at this point. Um, and they say, okay, we, we got to go because we cannot let police take away mother's body because they're waiting for it to ascend. So what do they do? They wrap her up. They slap a hat and some sunnies on her. This is real. They put her in the back of a van and they are driving the hell out of Dodge and they get pulled over and they had propped her up like with the sunglasses to look like she was just someone sleeping. And they, the person didn't, the police person didn't, didn't notice. I guess they're not automatically looking for dead bodies in a car late at night. I know it's just interesting that the police were so hot on their tail this whole time, but didn't quite, you know, put it all together. But yeah, they just saw someone sleeping in the back and they let these these hippies go. And um, yeah, they said we can like mom always said, 
under any circumstances, do not give my body to the cabal. Oh my god, I know. You have police (laughs) literally, like, pulling over, like, anyone who's not white at like a tra- for like a traffic stop infringement and like literally taking them out and these these people are just driving with dead mother wrapped up and mummified also blue and like the police are like ah, let them go like kids will, you know. they're literally doing a weekend at bernie's bit and nobody's there to stop them they make it all the way from oregon to um colorado with this dead body in the back I know. I know. So at this point, they are camping with her in a tent. They've stuffed her body in a tent and they're waiting for the galactics to come, but they're not coming. They're not getting her. Yeah. To be clear, like they had to clarify to the camera, like we literally thought aliens would come down from outer space and collect this body physically and take it back. Yeah. The producers were like, wait, sorry, could you clarify? And they're like, well, obviously you know aliens but they weren't coming which was so weird mm-hmm. uh but eventually the police are on to them i guess there's only so long that you can camp with a dead body at a public campsite <laughs> and they <clears throat> take everyone into custody but they do an autopsy on her and find that her cause of death is anorexia and alcohol abuse and the colloidal silver so the charges were dropped for all the cult members um, because they didn't, it was shown that they didn't kill her. What I'm wondering is, isn't it highly illegal to transport a dead body? Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know how strong, strict those rules are. It doesn't seem that, like, a priority of the law enforcement system. It's just more, like, freaky and weird and sad. Like, yeah, um, yeah. They they talk about giving her a Viking funeral, like, sending her down this, like, one-foot-wide creek, <laughs> like, shooting flaming arrows at her, but... No, they chose to mummify her and bring her into the house in Colorado and just leave her in bed there and hope something changed. I mean, they keep holding up these EMF meters and being like, see, she's conducting electricity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. She's I know. alive somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's very jarring. It's very vivid, all the imagery, because they're filming all this. Like, they're filming every part of, like, her dead blue body oh i know it's tough <laughs> it's tough to watch it's very grotesque yeah very very grotesque um and that's really where it ends and we here after they they're showing slides what do you call them the slides after um i don't know if you have a fancy the- word well i know that chiron is like when they put like johnny 25 years old from whatever like at the bottom of the screen i don't know if that's the full screen like end summary maybe other people could clear that up for me but okay well whatever they i like chiron but they (laughs) they they're showing this to say that her children her real life children are uh one of them is studying to be a nurse one of them is studying microbiology and the other cult members essentially all returned back to their families. They'd all cut off contact with their families and they reunited with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like psycho Aaron who burned down the house and had her, her mom come and take her two little toddlers away, ended up back with them. You know, she's living with her kids, made up with her mom. Um, that there's like these two like hot young girls who like, 
ended up being like the head of the shopping network side of all this that still work together, still live together. They're still hawking courses. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cassandra, who I thought was one of the more deluded ones, who was like head of feeding her colloidal silver and snake oil while she was sick. Um, she's still a working light worker, you know, making money as an energy healer. So, oh, yeah. None of them have gone back. I mean, this, she was the one who said, there's no way I'm returning to the 3D world. She's like, I would kill myself within five minutes if I had to return to the 3D world. <laughs> and even like the other one is as she's returning back to her family's nice home in Southern California, she's like, none of this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I and this is just, this just happened. Like this was in 2021. Like these girls have a long time to unravel from this. They've clearly taken a huge step towards being functional members of society since the cult like a lot of people have repaired relationships that they broke and and sort of gotten more into society or been able to hold down some kind of work and it, it was a pretty encouraging like where are they now for everybody i was happy about that yeah there there's still the one foot very much in the galactic realm and i wonder if the backlash from this documentary will have any kind of effect on shaking off some of that mindset but a lot of people this is how this is how they live this is what they believe so they all return back to their real families but archangel michael slash miguel ran away with all the money and snitched on them yep like he was the one who went to the police and was like all these weirdos came into my house in the middle of the night they have a body they're fucking crazy like get them the fuck out of here because his name was technically on the deed for this like junky house in Colorado and then they show him at the police being like you know he's like stuttering he's like basically acting like these are crazy people who wandered into his house and he has nothing to do with this cult let alone was one of the first like three architects of it slash the person who drained the bank accounts as soon as mother god passed away As soon as she passed away, he took $330,000 out of the bank account of this organization and ran. And he's the only person who didn't speak to the documentarians. Yeah, because he doesn't, (laughs) like, all of them are still glossy eyed and just down to celebrate their mother god. But he's like, no, fuck no. All the while, while Blondie 1 and Blondie 2 were fucking pounding the pavement on those live streams on their little shopping network hippie shopping network selling toxic (laughs) diy silver and miguel didn't earn any of that money yeah well that's what they it's what always happens the guy at the top takes it all the greasy guy yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean we haven't talked much about the relationships and what went on in mother god's life when she was young but um just as like a little button she grew up very poor in kansas and obviously managed mcdonald's but then she married a guy and had two kids um when she was very young but it wasn't making her happy and then one day when she was at a restaurant with her whole family she just got up walked out and left left her kids left her mom left everybody without a word and then just started this whole new life yeah like she fugued i mean that's interesting very interesting yeah and her sisters were saying that she always 
had an attraction to shitty abusive men yeah yeah and gosh that's we can all yeah it's tough it's tough to hear it's tough to see parts of ourselves in mother god yeah and um how she ends up with this guy who's just so classic abusive like emotionally gaslighting hippie guy jason basically yeah jason he's a con artist um but he's also like a believer at times i thought it was funny how he said he used to run a blockbuster in his other life because i worked at a video store and loved it he's like best job ever but they never paid more me more than nine dollars an hour to run that place i was like damn uh like this is what being underpaid in retail can do to you okay you can fucking snap so yeah. he just was like one day he's like you know what the matrix is real and everyone's enslaved i'm out of here goes to move in with this cult and says he just spends the first few days praising everything about it so ladies look out for instant love bombing another hippie tactic i noticed in this was like how they all greet each other with like these long lingering warm hugs when they meet like other cult members moving in they're like oh my god you're finally home you're here i already love you like i already just like love your energy like that i could not recognize that like fake warm hippie thing as being fake and manipulative but it I is. had i had someone once in southern california do the five five breath uh rainbow gathering hug like they're supposed <laughs> to uh, th- people i don't know if rainbow gatherings are still a thing but but the like he hugged me and it just kept going and i was kind of trying to like wiggle out of it and it was just like <laughs> and and then like told me after like this is like a five like you breathe like five times in this embrace and that's like a true connection i was like okay well i gotta <laughs> gotta go <laughs> go now <laughs> yeah it's like it can be true that like what they see on psychedelics that everything is love and stuff but it's also not true in a much more real way you don't love strangers <laughs> no and they don't love you they can't no no that yeah i think we all start off pure as newborn babies but uh, the real world quickly sinks in and you gotta you gotta be here mm-hmm. now paying the bills Next thing you know, you're on a live stream saying that Hitler is a light worker, actually. Oh, yeah, they did say that. I repressed that. They did, they did say that. Yeah. They said Hitler's a light worker. Trump, Trump is, is a light worker. And Q is actually Mother God, even though it's not because Mother God is queen of the universe. Hello, Q. <laughs> I know. It was like an off branch of the crunchy to all right pipeline. <laughs> Yes, it was the most twisted, gnarly branch of that <laughs> that tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what's not a gnarly branch of the universe? Um, universal love? Us. Um, and so, Good. yeah. So if you like this, rate us five stars. Or you're listening to this on your streaming platforms. Like and review and subscribe or whatever they said on YouTube yeah smash that like button no but we we also do we also do put out weekly pop culture roundups every week on patreon patreon.com slash just become a whole thing because we are also of this earth just trying to hustle and hang out with you guys we love you guys so much love you see you next time au revoir
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 